prepare to die. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that is always on the hunt for the man with six fingers. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof and this is level 175. Joining me tonight is Koosh Moose. Inconceivable. Big L. Who was you? And the man and by name that is finally prepared to die. <laughs> Bruh, I didn't introduce you. Bruh, leave me to it. But yes, you finally understand this reference in its entirety. Don't act like you understand the reference. Oh, sick burn! Oh, what are you talking? Burn? I've watched the movie plenty of times. Sure, sure. I've watched the movie plenty of times. You are like the only person in Discord that hasn't seen The Princess Bride. I've seen it. What are you talking about? All right. You are like the only person in Discord that hasn't seen The Princess Bride prior to last Wednesday. Well, now you're just throwing stipulations into the matter, and I can do that about you. You're the well, only person yeah. who hasn't seen it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was actually one of my favorite parts. Actually, actually, I think... Uh, and I, I think I mentioned this. I, 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 dr- I drank during the movie, and at one point we kind of made it into a drinking game with a lot of quotes. Oh gosh, and those quotes come up a lot. And I recorded something afterwards. I don't remember what I said. I need to review that <laughs> and uh, put it out. No, but, no, no! Don't um, record. Don't review I, it. Just I put it out. I think I said something, a lot, and I might have said this during the live stream. I think seeing all the memes and the the gifs beforehand. What's a gif? That's how he, we're not getting into that. <laughs> I think seeing all that stuff beforehand actually made the movie more enjoyable. It gave me something to look forward to. That makes sense. Huh. Context. Um, I, I think up and through that part, like the blunder part, um, like the first half of the movie is probably my favorite part. Yes. There's a lot of stuff that is very pop culture that you see a lot in that first half. Oh, yes. I mean, the inconceivable guy has several different memes. And then, uh, spoiler alert, he dies <laughs> in that first part. That's not uh, how spoiler that, you know, alert works. A little bit goes into it. You're, so, you're Elroying the spoiler alerts. You know, if you haven't seen The Princess Bride. Oh, stop now, it. Don't even go there. <laughs> of course so all in all what did you actually think and that guy's it? barely in the movie well, well that's because he dies yeah um I, I like the movie i i think watching it like see with an audience helped that if i were watching this in the privacy of my own s- solitude uh, i would have looked that at my phone weird. i would have really like uh, spaced out a little bit and probably just said, this is an old movie, whatever. But I get that. Uh, but you wouldn't have, I actually you wouldn't have pants on the buildup. That's true. I, well, how do you know I had pants on? I think mm, the buildup right. of, you know, everybody's saying I should watch it. And then it, we kind of made it into an event. I think that 
I don't know if it put pressure on me to, you know, pay attention more, but uh, I did enjoy it. It was, it was, it was fine. I was like, made it more fun, especially because you had a couple of people in chat with you, right? Yeah, I didn't get in a voice chat, so they were just, you know, there in text chat. And the watch party thing on Twitch, I think it, it works fine. Uh, what we did figure out is everybody has to, that is watching it, has to have an Amazon Prime account. Uh, otherwise, they just see a big picture of me and they don't hear anything. Uh, and then hmm. the movie has to be available in your region. So we had some people from Canada and the movie's not available over there, apparently, in Amazon Prime. So whether you had Prime or not didn't matter. So it was kind of like the best of uh, a bad situation because you, I don't know why they don't allow you to watch movies more easily together with people over the Internet. But right. Whatever. Netflix used to have that option where you can do a watch party with, you know, couple of people on a 360 but then they got rid of it that was such a good feature and like you could probably get around it with some sleazy methods like and then do it in a private discord call but you kind of have to really go out of your way to make that uh make that work but at, at the watch party thing like people like came in and like they were at the same spot that i was at it was no you know, question of, you know, where are you at? You got to, got to find where you're at. It, it just seemed to work. So that part was good. Um, you know, it may be something to, you know, look forward to in the, the, the later times, but uh, I actually turned on the movie again the other day while I was playing Ooh. a game to casually have it in the background. And, um, I, it turns out the game, I got really into it and it's very narrative driven. So I had to turn off princess bride, but, uh, there you go. I was trying to get, you know, a little bit more, princess bride in my brain via osmosis well that, that that right there is a stamp of approval you're watching it unprovoked <laughs> yeah i guess so we'll have to do that again with some other movie something that one of us hasn't watched well probably you or me because those who have seen everything apparently <laughs> especially you mm, no all right what Let's talk about some actual games now. Uh, starting off with our topic of discussion this week, this question comes in from Ragnarok, and he wants to know our thoughts on VR. Now, the way he frames this question is, I find VR a necessary part of the evolution of video games. For instance, I have been playing the Hitman games in VR through PlayStation VR. <clears throat> PlayStation sucks. And not only is it a great VR experience, I dare say it is among my favorite gaming experiences ever. The sense of presence combined with the feeling of just being there is incredible. VR is something else. I should inform everyone that Hitman is not my thing. Prior to VR, I spent very little time playing VR games over the years. Thanks to those same games being in VR, I now have very powerful feelings about Hitman. It is absolutely incredible. Um. Well, I'll go ahead and read off Ahizo's answer to this because it echoes my thoughts very closely. Ahizo says, I haven't played a wide variety of games in VR, but I've been impressed with what I have played. I've also only played games built for VR from the ground up and not anything that just had VR added on. I don't have an issue getting queasy using it, and Beat Saber is probably the most fun I've ever had in a music game. I get why it won't come to Xbox and it might be the right call, but I can't see it doesn't 
or <clears throat> excuse me, but I can't say it doesn't leave me disappointed. Minus the Beat Saber being the most fun in a music game, I echo a lot of his thoughts. I don't necessarily get uh, queasy while playing it. Beat Saber is a ton of fun, and I've played two or three other games. I I, I have no idea what they're, they are called. One was some tank game. Another was like a spaceship dogfighting type game. Lots of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um... I actually want a VR system myself. Biggest problem is one, it's kind of the cost. And then also, you know, there's not a lot of like those heavy hitter games, at least that I know of that I actually do want. I would love for it to come to Xbox. I see why Xbox doesn't want to develop one just yet because the software just isn't there yet. The install base isn't quite there. I wouldn't think. But I do agree with Ragnarok where this is like the next evolution in video games. It's going to be that next step. Especially when you look at like games nowadays, especially on the PlayStation 5 or Series X or your top tier gaming PCs, the graphics are photorealistic. It's getting to the point where we really can't go much farther in that area. So the only way to really add on to games in my opinion is to just be able to completely and totally immerse yourself in it by way of either VR or maybe some sort of like Smellatron thing that like that uh, South Park game had. Something that makes it a little bit more realistic. But what do you guys think? Corey? Well one, you make me laugh when you say uh the software base isn't just big enough. Let me tell you about a little thing they did called Connect. Something brand new with people had to make stuff for it, uh just to you know, even play it. Uh VR is it's getting bigger uh, each and every day. Like there's a ton of stuff out there. Um obviously not as big as PC gaming or any console gaming, but there are developers making stuff. Uh, for VR, some developers right. exclusively developing for VR, uh, and there are a lot of good, good, good games out there, good experiences. I really should say that you can you can get. Now, I I want a VR headset. Uh, like you said, the price is uh, you know a little concerning. If if I if money wasn't an issue, I would go for the Steam. Uh, what is it? The Steam. I could uh, tell Index, you. I think is what it is. It's like a thousand dollars. But it's Ooh. like the best of the best, and uh, so I, I, I want to experience that. But I don't think I would be hardcore into it. So looking at the lower end, like the Oculus Quest Two, this is a, like a three hundred dollar headset at the lower end, and you don't need a PC for it, which I think is a very big selling point of it. Yeah, uh, some of those other ones you do need a beefy PC to play it. You can't just put it in. Your surface, they're connected to whatever, and, and have it go. You have to have something that can run those games. So I've actually taken the Quest 2 and put it on my Christmas list. Will I get it? I don't know. Probably not. Um, but if I do, I, I would be happy with uh, the lower, the lowest end model that they have. I could just sit in my couch or my chair or stand up in my living room or whatever and, uh, and, and play just a few experiences. I'm not looking to pad it down as much as my Xbox. Uh, Beat Saber would be the day one buy I would get for it. And then from there, I would see, you know, what is popular and, and go from there. But 
Um, I, I think they are getting better. They're getting more uh, affordable. Uh, I don't think that it should come to Xbox. Uh, I think peripheral gaming in and of itself is kind of dead. Um, I heard through some article that, you know, harmonics the other week got bought by Epic. And, uh, I think it's on the table for them to make a rock band Four, but they said that there would not be any more plastic instruments. So I don't know how that would work or if that's true, but like that, well, you'd have to, I guess, use, use the old ones that you have. Um, I just think there's something about peripheral gaming that it, it never, it never satisfies. So I don't think adding another one to a console specifically would do any good. If this one is a self-contained system, you don't even need a PC to play it like the, the Oculus Quest 2 specifically. Um, I think that's a great way to get into it and, and have what seemingly is a somewhat, you know, OK quality device. So, yeah. Hmm. Now, Frame Holio over here said uh, his wife and I, him uh, have been trying to think of a gift to give the family. Uh, they typically go to vacation somewhere, but the prices are ridiculous. So VR has come up as an option. Uh, they, he's never used VR, uh, in, but his son has. Uh, he mentioned Super Hot, which I have heard is pretty, pretty cool in VR uh, and some others. So he had it on his wish list, but uh, only because there isn't really anything uh, he wants for Christmas this year. Uh, pretty much similar, similar uh, situation to me. Uh, he already says he doesn't have time to play video games. Uh, so adding another system without achievements seems like it will really get used again. Right. That's me, but I still want it. Uh, also it doesn't really promote family time, uh, since the experiences are relatively solo. Uh, you can cast, if, if you don't know, most of these VR headsets, you can cast them to a display device of some kind. So people can watch and see what you're seeing, but you, you really, you're, playing something by yourself and maybe people are like laughing at you and stuff on the outside but <laughs> it is kind of a solo experience and for for him uh it, it's it that can kind of be a little bit of a deal breaker because they're trying to find something for the family but i think that that's a, a selling point i i mean at least with my family i'm they're not going to be playing uh video games together necessarily i i do get my daughters to play Sonic Team Racing occasionally. They're kind of, they don't ask for Paw Patrol anymore, but Sonic Team Racing's there. But it's nothing like that we sit down as a family, you know, and do as family time. So this would totally be a solo device for me. And I'm, I'm cool with that, to be honest. Oh, he also says that he's nervous about puking and being scared. Uh, yeah, I would not be playing scary games. No, sir. Oh, see, now I want the VR specifically for Resident Evil. I would I, love to be able to play that in VR. I don't like to pay to get scared, so I don't want to see it in my movies, and I don't want to see it in my games. I'm not really a horror fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I do periodically like a good jump scare game uh, to get that adrenaline rush. So I can't think of anything better than some sort of a horror game like Resident Evil in VR. Just go jump off your roof. Because then I die? Your roof's not that tall. You'll be fine. Okay. The adrenaline because then will keep I hurt you myself? 
Okay, fine. I like my legs the way they work. What about you, L? Oh, glad uh, um, you asked. I'm trying to remember how this thing That's works. Nate's line. I'm trying to remember how this thing works over here. What the microphone? <laughs> yeah, the microphone. The, the, the is this thing on? <laughs> Welcome back, Hill. You weren't here last week. I know. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Here, I thought we were going to talk about all the food we ate, but I guess we have to talk about VR instead. We can do that afterwards. Yay. By the way, Corey, I still say that you are a parent and nothing is scarier than being a parent. So you should not be scared of of video games. You're not that, that's wrong. A, that's a different <laughs> no. scare. Nothing is scarier. Uh, I personally tried, I guess it was my sister's Oculus a few years ago. And it was some roller coaster demo. And I okay, got, that sounds fun. It it was fun until I got dizzy and I said I'm not doing this again. So I think I love the idea of VR, but uh, I unfortunately got sick from it, and which is weird. I don't usually get like seasick or dizzy. Sounds like you're just getting older. Stump your stomach can't hang no more. I, I've been getting older for quite a, a while now. <laughs> uh, let me read some of these patrons, such as our favorite patron, Vulgar Latin. I've played some VR games, and I haven't seen anything that didn't strike me as more than a gimmick. It's neat, but I don't know if it's the future, since it also makes pretty people pretty barfy, good word. It might not catch on as easily as motion controls, which also seemed like the next big thing until it wasn't. To be fair, I think this has gone on at least as long as the motion controls and the Kinect and the 3D TV, and it's still going. It doesn't seem like it's going to die anytime soon. I think it's the best next iteration of gaming than those things were. And also, motion controls are still around. The Switch has them, I'm pretty sure. They do, or it does. Yeah, Yeah. not that they're used all the time or even in a fun way but you know they're around oh absolutely. the problem with the motion controls is really only the Wii did it right and even then it was you know half the time it didn't work whereas PlayStation and Microsoft seemed to just kind of jump on the motion control bandwagon because they saw Nintendo making millions upon millions of dollars for, from but it technically Microsoft never did motion control Connect was different Okay, no fine. Control. It's different. Same concept, essentially. But I, I agree with you. Um, yeah. And Connect can, it never worked. You can so- sometimes see people like stream like very rarely. Like if you're looking at speedrun speedrunners doing old games that have motion controls, I can I see it sometimes. But even then, they mostly opt to use a controller when they can. Uh, if you, VR is just too hot to of a thing to die uh, anytime soon. And there's some pretty cool VR streamers out there too that like you can see their entire setup and like they're in the game and you can see it and it is, I don't know, it's too cool of a thing to just disappear or whittle away like those things. See, one thing, if this were to come to Xbox, I would absolutely want it for, if there's just one game, Forza. That would be so much fun to be playing Forza 
with a VR headset on. I think something that they could implement instead of a whole, you know, peripheral as a headset, you can do a lot of VR stuff with your phone as is. I think that they oh, could yeah. implement the your phone with Game Pass, XCloud, whatever, in some fashion to uh, allow you to do that. I don't know. I, I could see it coming. I'm calling it now. Might be a ways mm. away. Maybe Forza Horizon 6, but... That's actually a really I, I cool idea. I think it's on the table. That's a really good idea, actually. Like right it, now, if you go to YouTube and Google 3D roller coaster, you can watch a roller coaster ride and you can move your phone all around you. And yeah. If you just put that in like a cardboard box on your face where you block out all the light, yep. that's VR. There you're there. I had <clears throat> I had one of those. I don't know what happened to it, but Megadeth actually had one of their CDs, they, their special edition came with like some stupid cardboard box that you put your phone in and you could watch their concert in, you know, VR. Yeah, I mean, that's Nintendo's thing. They they sell you cardboard and let you build it yourself. Um, but if you could hook up your controller to your phone, play Forza on Game Pass xCloud and then put it in the thing. I, it's, they, could, they could do that now, I think. They probably could. Or if nothing else, I could play some Star Wars Squadrons, right, Nate? Uh, yeah, you could. So, what'd you think? I you thought it was VR? my turn here. You guys are jibber jabbering <laughs> on. Oh my oh, yeah. god! Well, speak off. I, I don't want to cut you off. I never do that. I mean, you're yeah. over here talking about playing Forza in VR. Like, if you were playing, if you were playing Forza uh, Horizon Five in VR, and you would you drink the water? Then you might get sick. That that's not VR. Oh, that that's, that's took not me a second works. to think of, and that was funny. <laughs> that's also not water. Oh, it's not okay. Uh, I got your joke. I mean, the Wii was great at motion controls. Everyone's favorite Zelda game, Skyward Sword, and Metroid Prime Three, and yeah. Anyway, Twilight Princess. <laughs> but I do miss my connect. Back to that. All right. So going back to patron comments real quick. Elephalette77 says, uh, going off of Volger's comment, he says, unless it's the Matrix, it uh, or until it's the Matrix, it's a gimmick. And Philip Wendell says, I have mixed feelings about VR. I get motion sickness easily. See, another old person like me. For example, I feel nauseous playing Doom 64 in the original Gears. Well, I don't know about that then. Really? I tried a VR racing game on, Interesting. on PlayStation. Censor that word out. And felt sick after the first lap. I'd love to experience more VR, but expect that I won't be able to stomach it. That is interesting that um, he says that. Actually, when uh, I play some first-person shooters and my wife is around, she can't look. She says she gets sick looking at it. So Hmm. I guess everyone has their own tolerance for this kind of stuff. That's interesting. I've never really known anybody to get sick off of a first-person shooter. Yeah. I mean, people get sick in the car driving, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. My wife has turned uh, into that with my driving, apparently. <laughs> I don't I don't see it. But. My wife, too. Not She has to drive. If she can't be the passenger, she'll get sick. Which is good for my me. My wife's fine if she's not looking at her phone. Uh, she has to look uh, ahead, mm-hmm. and she's okay. I don't know. I, I, just, I just say she's getting old. <laughs> that is a good sign. Also, I've never seen The Matrix. Oh, boy. Perfect. Uh, 
So I don't know what the Elphalet means. Okay, that would be a good movie for the two of us he to wants watch. To know. I haven't seen it in like 20 years, so, so in the I theater. have no <laughs> recollection of it. I would use that DVD whenever I got a new audio equipment to test out audio. The bullet time, you could hear the left speaker and the right speaker. It's good times. Good times. Uh, speaking of someone who takes lots of pills, like maybe a red pill or a blue pill, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's go real quick to the last couple uh, comments from patrons. Uh, Chewy and I says, I've never had the pleasure of trying a proper modern VR game. I played one in the nineties when they first tried it out and it was absolutely terrible. Virtual I boy. I play it now, but if, <laughs> if it turned up on Xbox, I'd probably end up giving it a try. Uh, I like the connect, even though it had its issues. I like half life, half life, Alex make that that's the only thing he wants to play on it lego head says i can imagine a fair few situations where vr would be great but i'd have to see it see if it lived up to my expectations i love the connect and still do but implementation has to be done right because they really screwed the pooch on that one a major group to win over are the people that consider themselves hardcore gamers like there is such a thing those guys hate anything fun uh and then finally black chip a black friday chip nice black friday chip <laughs> says uh vr is fun and all I think it's way too expensive right now. Also, the fact that some games are becoming exclusive to specific VR models is kind of annoying. Wouldn't mind it coming to Xbox, but wouldn't be mad if it didn't either. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a mix of all three of those. Um, yeah, I don't like... I, st- I still think uh, VR is very much the Wild West. Um, there's no standard, and you get some stuff with this system... You know, with this version of Valve system or this version of Valve system, and yes, there are um, pieces of software that try to make uh, stuff that works on the Index work on um, the the mobile one, but it doesn't work for every single game. It works for most of them. Um, I was kind of upset that Microsoft didn't do some sort of VR at first, but now I'm whatever. I don't have time for all the games that are on. That are non-VR as it True. is. So um, to pay three hundred or four hundred or a thousand dollars to play another type of game where there's only going to be ten of them at the most per year that I would play, it's just crazy. Um, so that's what I have to keep telling myself every day because I do like new shiny things. But you do own a PlayStation Five and a Switch. Do I? You own a PS Five? <laughs> do I? Ratchet and Clank. Yes, I do. Um, he owns a but- Sony Spider Man. But I'm not going to go out and buy like a $350 headset. You just can go to buy play something else. Few, exactly. <laughs> I'll buy another Xbox. You're at your limit. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I, the thing I don't like about the PlayStation is there's so many wires. Um, so, if I do that where I have my PlayStation, it's out in the living room. It's a huge hassle. I don't want to do that. I'm fine with waiting. Um, the biggest thing is... There are no achievements. So if I was to do that, it's got to be like a fantastic game. The worst possible thing that could happen is that Sony would put out a VR Spider-Man, a VR Wolverine, a VR Ratchet and Clank, a VR Nathan Drake, something I have to go get. Then I'd really be tested. Um, You guys... uh Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. sorry, But with that being said, there are some games that I'm very interested in. And if and when I do get... Uh, a headset on the PS4 slash 5 when they're super cheap and I, I have a moment of weakness, I'll be playing Moss, I'll be playing Stormland, I'll be playing Lone Echo, and I'll be playing Astrobot. Because Astrobot 
in non-VR is amazing. I, and I really would love to see that in VR. Um, so, yeah, I don't miss it. I want it on the Xbox. I don't want to go get it on the PlayStation because I don't play my PlayStation enough as it is. So it's just not worth it. You guys do know that there is Windows mixed reality headsets. Have you yes. seen those? Yeah, and those, they're, they're, those games have achievements. They do. I counted. Do they like really? 16. There's 16 if, of them. If I could get a headset that worked with the PlayStation and the PC, maybe, or if the PC headsets just become so cheap, um, then yeah, I can see myself maybe doing that. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, at this point in time, I just don't see it happening. Until yeah, that, that's that's a harder buy because um, you're you you are gonna buy it for achievements and uh, but you could play this awesome game I'm just looking at called Headbutt Factory. <laughs> but but going back to the whole that sounds um, like a game. The whole gaming as a family thing or getting this for the family, VR is so singular. It seems it really you know if you're just trying to come from that angle of oh I'm getting this for the family, well okay but you're getting it for the family for a single person to experience at a time. And everyone just to laugh at them from the outside. Um, I don't see this working well for everyone. Now, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't have it. This is what you do. You you get a headset for everybody. And then you yeah. meet in VR chat. And then you, you sell your board car. Game. <laughs> you buy four indexes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, now, aren't there some kind of, I don't know, videos or movies you could also watch on your uh, VR that you might actually would prefer to be solo? You know, like I was waiting for you to spring that up. Like sports ball. What? <laughs> like Max Payne. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew L was going to bring that up. What? I just didn't know when. Wait, you could see that from there? Oh. I mean, down boy, down boy. <laughs> Well, I don't know what you're talking. I'm talking about like you know soccer or something would be really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's right. a certain uh, hub website that yeah. has a uh, slash VR. Yeah, a hub, sports hub. <laughs> so that angle sports aside, hub. VR. I think VR is actually pretty cool for maybe watching movies, not those types of movies. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't know who's watching you while you're watching them. Um, <clears throat> That's is, creepy. Is that uh, you don't need a huge TV. So you put on this VR helmet and you're, you're watching IMAX, basically, right? Because yeah. you can just look wherever you want and that's exactly. how big the monitor is. Uh, so it I depends like on that. if you have to move your head a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. I you don't, don't, don't want to exercise while you're, you know. Definitely relaxing. don't want to exercise. No. <laughs> I don't have the space for that. So. Or the stamina. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> Oh, we have we are talking we have about veered exercising. off <laughs> those movies. Yes. Was that everyone? Uh, Got Lego head? I think everyone had two turns on that one. I'm not sure. Everybody wrote a book. Yeah, everybody you wrote You didn't read Legos Lego heads, right? I did. You did? I did. If we didn't, let's say we did. He's yeah. the same person as Chewy, so I got confused. I definitely read it. Okay. I used my Chewy voice for it. Oh. Oh my god! Something like that. It's got sick. All right. Well, thank you for the interesting topic, Ragnarok. There was a lot of discussion in Discord about it, especially the merits of playing solo versus family. So that was an interesting sub subtopic that came from it. Uh, so, yes. yeah. I don't think it's going right. to come on Xbox, but 
that's okay. Not anytime soon, anyway. That's okay. All right, but uh, let's get into the game showcase. Al, you weren't here last week, so what what have you been playing? I wasn't. I was here in spirit. I don't remember. I mean, we did like, kick you out of the channel because we thought for sure your FOMO was going to kick in and you would join us halfway through. Yeah. Uh, well, I came in here expecting to talk about a AAA game, but instead I'm going to talk to you about a game that wishes it were a AAA game. And it is called Raven Sword colon Shadowlands. And, this doesn't look awful. Uh, so... I came in here expecting and and actually looking forward to bashing the hell out of this game. Because what it basically is, is a piss poor version of Oblivion or Skyrim. It definitely does look like it that. It looks like it was it's made, made by Ratalaika. Shh. Don't spoil it. What are you expecting? Well, continue. Well, yeah. Honestly, I didn't look at the developer or publisher. I just assumed East Asia Shelf. It it was published. It's not a it was up, brought so. to the Xbox by uh, Radalika, yes. But it is not a quickie game. There are videos out there for an hour and a half, two hours. It took me longer. But before I get there, really? before I get there, um. I mean, the game looks like it was made in 2005. But as it turns out, it was actually made in 2013 for iOS and Android. So it was, was a say it looks like a phone. It was game. a phone game. Interesting. So with that said, it doesn't look half bad. Um, it's very janky. The when you see enemies, they they stand still until you get close enough to them, and then they charge you. Um, the combat is awful. So what you want to do off the start that I wasn't uh, privy to is don't pick an axe or a sword. You want to find a bow and arrow. And you have infinite Why? infinite arrows because when you get up close, it's just a mess. You just want to pick a ranged weapon until you can power up your your stats for melee skills. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> are you are you enjoy are you watching some videos? Very enjoyable. I'm watching I videos think, and one just ragdoll like crazy. I think you are way out. overselling this. Oh no. It's bad. But by the time I was done with it, yeah, I'm I was I am not going to say I was into it, but I I saw it through to its conclusion. Um to get the I'm ch- I'm starting to change my mind on this. To get the completion, you need to beat the game. I don't know. There's something fun about playing bad games sometimes. Yeah, so the enemies would would fall. Like if you, if you knocked an enemy off a cliff, you would see it just floating. A dinosaur just yeah. popped up. Yep, dinosaur just pops up, and you can fight a dinosaur, and kill him in a few hits. He's not any easier or harder than a, a goblin. <laughs> um, there are some things that are good, like you can fast travel anywhere once you once you reach a place, you can go there quickly. What the? And the other thing I liked is that you didn't have to worry about your weapons breaking like I've hated in similar types of games in the past. 
I'm changing my mind on this. I thought this didn't look half bad, like graphics aside. More videos <laughs> I'm watching. Wow, this thing is riddled with glitches. Yes, it's very glitchy. Like most of these clips on TA <laughs> are just awful, awful glitches. Yeah, this is more rattle like a shovelware <laughs> crap. Yes, the difficulty and glitches overshadowed the game's technical feats. That was a review. But its original Metacritic review gave it a 76 out of 100. I mean, there's some nods to Skyrim, Oblivion. Oh, this is totally like, just think in your mind, Rataleka just did Skyrim. Yes. What you're thinking of is this game. Yes. The nice thing about it is it's, you can complete it in a few hours and see all there is to see in the game. Because to me, Oblivion and Skyrim have always been intimidating. Eh, it depends on if you want to complete them, complete them. Um, this game did have a few side quests, but all you need to do is the main quest. And there's some achievements for killing certain enemies. I wanted to ask you guys if you heard of this um, site that I've used a few times for guides. It's called dex.exe. Have you heard of Never that heard of it. sounds like a, uh, a bad site you should not go to. Is it a hub site with the VR it section? Sounds like. Well, what's it called? Um, I sent you guys a link. I'm not clicking that link. I'm not clicking this is a work PC. I hate you guys. <laughs> 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 it's not porn. I mean, sports ball. Anyway, I'm just curious if you guys have used this site. I've used it for a few games recently. It's a, one I had never heard of. It's called Dex.exe. Yeah, I you're right. It does sound fun, like not achievement. It does sound like a shady site, but I have not heard of this website. I've never heard of it. I've okay. never used it. I've seen some easier games pop up on there. It's mostly a PlayStation site, so you can substitute trophies for achievements. Why is this website giving me an ad for a massager? <laughs> That's based off your cookies, you bro. Need. That's based <laughs> off your browsing history. And uh, it linked to a Steam guide, actually, that that uh, helps figure out how to money farm in the early stages of the game. Oh, actually, what I forgot to say is I had trouble with this game at first because I forgot to do something like, oh, I don't know, buy armor. <laughs> so I was getting my ass kicked. And then I was like, okay, I have a shield. Why am I dying so much? And then I went to a different shop that had armor. I'm like, oh, much easier. Yeah, that would do it. Yeah. I put on my RPG brain and figured it out. Has anyone played this game? I'd love to hear it. Looks like Elroy completed it. I'd love to talk to him about it. I'm sure he would have good stories. All right, well, that was uh, Raven Sword Shadowlands. <laughs> what a review. I'm going to talk about <laughs> a good game later. <laughs> Maybe. How about Go, you goals for next year? Goals right? for next year. Um, yes. Actually, <laughs> a game you want to well, talk actually, about. Next maybe. year, I'm going to open my RTDL to all my games, so it's not going to be nonsense. I'm going to have lots of good stuff to talk about. Mm, no. Dot give. Um, mm. So yeah, what have I been playing? Uh, well, a, a while back, I talked about a game that I was going to send an email to a publisher and make it uh, super fancy. Uh, and uh, they didn't they didn't say anything back, so that was wasted effort. I played <laughs> the Smurfs Mission Vile Leaf. Found out it's Vile Leaf, not Vile AF. 
Um, Wait, you, you bought this game? Yeah, I bought this game. Uh, you sound it was, surprised. <laughs> it was relatively cheap. Nathan so, Smith. What are so, you doing? <laughs> what am I doing? And how come I'm you didn't buy me games? one? <laughs> I'm buying games that interest my daughter. Oh. She watched both Smurf, Smurf movies in like what? the past two weeks. So, yeah, so she was really on a Smurfs kick. And so she kind of sat down and watched me play this. So it's kind of fun. You know, it's it's like VR, but for everyone. Um, so, <laughs> mm, so what is this game? Um, this is an action platformer. Uh, oh, and look at that. TA calls it an action adventure. So that's about right, um, I feel. And looking from the outside, before I knew anything about this, it looked kind of like... You know, once I saw a little bit of gameplay, it looked kind of like maybe this would be a Mario Sunshine-esque experience on the Xbox. And it is a little bit, but obviously it doesn't have the pedigree of Nintendo. So, uh, what is the game? You uh, play as one of four Smurfs, uh, and it makes absolutely no difference which Smurf you're playing as, and you don't really have a control over that, I think, as the story goes on, you just kind of go from, you know, uh, hefty to brainy, uh, to Smurfette to, I don't know, what bigger. About grouchy? I don't know. Um, I don't think he plays grouchy. He is in the game though. Uh, as Wait, he's a lazy Smurf. Mm-hmm. Is grouchy actually a Smurf? Um, no, I think it's actually, uh, <laughs> that's a, I was totally that's a dwarf. There, there is one a grumpy Smurf, maybe. Oh, that's grumpy the dwarf. Smurf. That's also a dwarf. Okay, so Grumpy's the dwarf. Grouchy is is the uh, is the smurf. <laughs> Grouchy's so, also a dwarf. No. Talk to Sleeping Beauty, not me. I didn't right. name them. Okay, yeah. I they're, don't recall. They're both. I don't recall. This one's blue. That's all I know. Uh, so you play as these. <laughs> that narrows it down. There is no difference whatsoever uh, on what Smurf you're playing as. Just you know, they look a little different. They don't have different attributes. Like one jumps higher. It's not like a Luigi Mario situation. Um, you have a backpack. This is why it seemed like Mario Sunshine. This backpack that has all these different abilities. The primary ability is that you spray plants. And you're, you're spraying this vile leaf infestation that's taken over Smurf Village and associated or uh, areas around the Smurf Village. Uh, there's a couple different zones. There's like a river zone. There's the Smurf Village zone. There is a castle zone. There's Gargamel's uh, hovel or whatever you want to call it. Um, so there's a little bit of variety. I, I should say there's a good bit of variety. You don't really feel like it's the same palette being used over and over and over again. So there is, there is something good there for the graphics. Um, the music seemed fine. I didn't get annoyed by anything. They didn't just do like the la 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 song uh, the entire time, which is good. Um, ears that gives bleeding. it at least one star. Yes. Yeah. They don't, they don't do that the whole time. Cause that would just drive you insane. Um, I, I felt a little bit like the controls weren't spot on, like they needed some work. And as you move through the game, I apparently went way too long before I started buying upgrades because the game gets easier as you buy upgrades. As most wow. things work out. Yeah. Imagine that. Right a guy. The game, when you buy the upgrades, the game gets better. Um, so yeah. So pay attention to that as you're playing this game. It's like I went armor. way too long. I went at least like halfway through. The game before I started buying all these upgrades. I was like, holy crap, I can jump really far now. Uh, and I was trying to do all these collectibles as you're moving through the levels. Turns out you can't get them all until you get all the moveset. That's crazy talk, right? So uh, go ahead and do that. <laughs> go ahead and do that. Then you don't have to find weird ways to 
hack the geometry of the level to get to this thing you're not supposed to be able to because, you know, a five-year-old's not going to be able to figure it out, but, you know, a 45-year-old will. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and, and make sure you're buying those upgrades as you go. Uh, I suggest buying the movement set upgrade because it will help you get stuff better. Um, yeah, there's a couple, of, like I said, a couple of different levels. The way the achievements work, um, you're essentially getting them for completing levels. Uh, then there are achievements for getting all of the collectibles. There are different collectibles in each uh, major zone. Those collectibles are also used as ingredients or components for your upgrades. Then there's just generic currency that you get by, uh, you know, cleaning out the vial leaf with your sprayer, uh, and you'll get oh, coins from doing really that. Scary. Yeah, yeah, the vial leaf is. Yeah, they they could have done something better with that. Um, they didn't yeah. need to though. So make sure you're doing that as you're doing the collectibles. Uh, you know, certain upgrades take certain components. So that's just kind of how the progression works. So just, you'll figure it out. Um, there are other achievements for uh, breaking boxes of sarsaparilla. And sarsaparilla is health. I also didn't catch that right away. Um, I was just like, geez, this game, like there's not a whole lot of health. Uh, you can turn, I believe you can turn some settings down. Um, I just played it at... Played it on hard because I believe there was an achievement for hard. Yes, there are achievements for beating it in easy, beating it on normal, and beating it on hard. They don't really seem to change too much. I think maybe the amount of damage you do versus the amount of damage done to you. Um, but I, you know, I played it on hard and it was not hard. So, um, all right. Other achievements they have funny things or not funny things, but like situational things like ten perfect jumps in a row. Uh, for, to do that achievement, it's way easier to do it just standing still. You just have to just time your jump button for when you hit the ground uh, to do a, a perfect jump. Um, you also get sprays. You get different color sprays for 100%ing various sections of the village. So you'll get like a yellow spray. I think you start off with a, let's say it's purple. Maybe it's blue. I don't know. Uh, but you can get like five different colors. The coolest one, obviously, is rainbow. And it just makes everything look like a rainbow. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you get that one for doing, I think, the final area of the village. Once I got that, that's all I used. Um, there's an achievement for uh, coloring flowers with the different sprays. You have to do 10 of each. Um, so you just kind of do those as you go or wait to the very end of the game and do that as part of your cleanup. It's not too bad. Uh, so it's like yeah. Smurfs Painting Simulator. Uh, not really. <laughs> There's, it's kind of like in Mario Sunshine where you have to hit like three things before the timer goes up, and then then like a shine will pop out or something like that. Same ah, thing happens in Smoke okay. Village. There's like five different flowers or five different vial leaf things you have to hit, uh, and if you hit them within a certain amount of time, uh, they turn <clears throat> they change into that color. If you don't, then they kind of like reset the timer, whatever. Um, and finally, there is of course the 100% achievement for doing all the things uh, across the entire game. And uh, I haven't done that one yet. I don't see any issues with that. Um, let's see how many completions there are. There are 182 starters. There are 15 completions. I am not one of them. Uh, I still have to go back. I got caught up in Game Pass uh, FOMO. So I have not been able to go back and, and finish my cleanup, but I have finished the story. I finished a bunch of the collectibles. I finished all the levels. And uh, I'm just in cleanup mode now. It's not a bad game. Uh, it's definitely not worth $40. Um, so if this game ever drops to 10, I would say Oof. it's a 
it's it's a fair game. So that's a steep discount. It's going to need. It's going to it, yeah. It's going to need it. It's not the best of platformers. You know, my expectations are really high in when I'm comparing it to like a Mario Sunshine. Um, it was not bad. It was not a bad platformer. I didn't really have any um, really bad bugs. Um, I thought maybe the level design in one particular area was not great. It's kind of an air jump level that might've been easier if I had been upgrading my moveset as I went along. I, I played that level before I started doing that. So it might've been made easier uh, at that point, but it's not a bad game. Uh, and it's, you know, as far as licensed games go, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. So that's the Smurfs mission vile leaf. It's uh, one player. All right. Actually, it's two-player, but who who does that? Well, but, uh, but weird what? people. But, you and your daughter. I don't, I don't know how the, I don't know how two-player works. Oh, no, she was uh, no, she didn't jump in. She was more than happy to help me uh, spot things in the village. Like, oh, there's a mushroom. Go get that. And then, oh, there's just some bark. Go get that. But yeah, so I didn't try two-player. I I did notice it was prompting me to do two-player uh, frequently, but I, I didn't. I'm always fascinated about that stuff just on the off chance that the second player can earn achievements as well at the same time. He's looking for more games for to him and Michelle carried, to play. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so she's hefty Smurf. Librarian Smurf. Right. Uh, Corey, what game do you want to talk about this week? All right. So I normally don't do two games. But I have two games this week. You just can't resist. I I could not resist, and, and mostly because I was just blown away. But I'm going to start by talking about the first game. A brand new game just came out today, actually. Or maybe yesterday. Or maybe even a few days if you're listening to this when the podcast comes out. And it is called Oddworld Soulstorm Enhanced Edition. Um, this game was previously only available on PlayStation and PC. It is now out on Xbox, and uh, it's called Enhanced Edition because it has seven months of polish. They've, you know, uh, tweaked the gameplay uh, a little bit, and they've added this thing called Vikers Labs, uh, which basically gives you little challenge rooms uh, where you have to get from point A to point B, basically as quickly and you know efficiently without dying as you can. Um, but first, before I go any further. Are any of you guys familiar with the Odd World games? Yes. I'm familiar with them. Not really a fan. So I was introduced to the Odd World universe with uh, Munch's Odyssey, you know, the Xbox exclusive, which this series has had a very weird relationship with exclusivity. And so, anyways, Munch's Odyssey is a 3D Odd World game. And I absolutely loved it. They followed up with Oddworld Stranger's Wrath on the Xbox as well. That was published by EA. Uh, they didn't give them enough marketing, so it didn't do as well. But a lot of people consider that to be the best one. Uh, I think it was good, but Munch's Odyssey is my favorite. Now, a couple of years ago, they came out with Oddworld New and Tasty. This is a remake of the original Oddworld game called Abe's Odyssey. And just to throw some lore out there, because I did do some digging after I played this one, they intended 
for five odd world games across that whole universe. Wow. Um, Abe's Odyssey was the first one. And then it did so well that they quickly followed up with Abe's Exodus the following year back in the PlayStation era. I think it was like 97 or something like that. Um, so that wasn't part of the five. And then later on, they came out and they had like Game Boy versions of the same stuff. Uh, later on, they had Munch's Odyssey. So that was the second one. And then Stranger's Wrath. I don't know if Stranger's Wrath was originally included in that. But uh, fast forward to today where they have remade Abe's Odyssey with New and Tasty. Oddworld Soulstorm, this brand new game, is a remake or a reimagining of Abe's Exodus. So this is a direct sequel to New and Tasty. Uh, it only leaves me hope that they will remake Munch's Odyssey and then continue on from there because it seems like they've had a, a little bit of problems uh, in between because we didn't we didn't see them really in the 360 era, I don't think at all. Um, they were kind of working on getting some of those old games on the PC and, and some other platforms, it, it seems like. But uh, anyways, back to the game at hand. Oddworld Soulstorm is a 2D platforming uh, stealth game where you are Abe and just like pretty much every odd world game you're, you're trying to save your people uh, it seems like so you are navigating through these levels in order to progress the story that allows you to save your people along these levels you will come across enemies and you can take care of these enemies in several different ways you can actually possess them and kill other enemies or just kind of make them explode uh, you can also just make them like move out of the way and then kind of leave them alone where they can't really bother you uh, there are different things in these levels that prevent you from doing that so that's not always a solution uh, you can just kind of brute force your way sometimes and, and kind of run through uh, or you can be very sneaky and and use uh, things like smoke bombs and environmental uh, blockers so you can get by undetected. Uh, all of these kind of sneaky parts are sectioned off into the level. So usually right before that, you have a checkpoint. So if you die, you can quickly reload it, which is a very good thing because as I have come to kind of think, these levels are pretty long in my opinion. Uh, I averaged 45 minutes. That was probably wow. right in the middle. Um, some of them took me in over an hour. Some of them, I was in the 30-minute range. doesn't seem like a long time, but that's a lot. Of, it's a lot of trial and error with these games. Once you get good at these games, they probably go a lot quicker. But uh, on a blind playthrough, it, it took quite a while to get through the 15 levels that they gave me. Um, I only say 15 because as you go through these levels, you have to... Uh, make a choice whether you're going to save the the people that you're trying to you know save in the story. They they are sprinkled throughout the levels. Uh, you have to save them, uh, or you can just choose that they die or you know leave them and beat the level. Depending on how many you save, you get good or bad karma for the level. Well, if you know Odd World games, they are known for good and bad endings. And in this game, if you get the bad ending, you stop it level 15 that's the final level the good ending actually gives you two additional levels and there's an achievement for beating the game um i'm just making sure that that is the case because i'm pretty sure i didn't get that achievement because i got the the bad level um 
I don't know. Uh, it it I, the the list uh, tells you to you know pretty much do the the game very very good. They want you to do it without dying. It wants you to uh, get the good ending and, and and do all that. And for for me, that part is really tough because as you are trying to get through sneakily uh, to get past the section, you have to do it very very well in order to get most, if not all, of your followers to safety as well and so there's going to be a lot of replaying for me if i want to get to that good ending and i kind of do because what Oddworld does best is cutscenes. they they you could stitch together all the cutscenes and make it a, a movie uh they are that huh. good and uh i even went back and watched some old cutscenes of the other games um just to kind of uh, see them for the first time or kind of jog my memory um because uh, i do really like this universe but uh but yeah, that's Oddworld Soulstorm. Uh, one thing this to know is if you played New and Tasty, they have definitely improved on the platforming. Uh, one, they give you a double jump in this, uh, and it just it just feels better. It's not as free roam as say Mario or you know Super Meat Boy. Um, Abe has his little quirks and tendencies, like where he needs to finish his step that he's on, and it kind of like it kind of makes it seem jerky, even though it's not, you know. Um, and uh so yeah it's there's that uh they've also added crafting to this game so as you're going through the level you'll pick through lockers and trash cans and pick up ingredients where you can craft throwables uh those will help you get through these stealthy sections uh or sections with enemies and and yeah that that's that's the game it's not my favorite uh as far as like because stealth isn't really my thing but i do think that it's a good game it's definitely the best 2d odd world game i've i've played because uh, i did I actually went and played new and tasty after this just to kind of jog my memory on that one and i couldn't get past the one section i stopped on last time because i had, the controls were just terrible uh, but this one i did play through all the way through to the bad ending um, i have to play a majority of the game to to get the good ending so uh it's good though so, if you like odd world so i got two questions yep first off I see that TA lists the genre as a puzzle platformer. You agree with that? Because a couple of clips that I've seen, what you describe, it doesn't really seem to fit that. I mean, the platformer, definitely. Not really a puzzle. Um, yeah, it's it's puzzly. You, you have to figure out um, when and, and <laughs> how to do things. And you're given multiple options. Like, you could possess uh, the enemies if, if, it, if the game allows you. Uh, you could also brute force your way and run through and kill every, you know, have all your followers dead, but you make it through. Uh, but if you want to get through sneakily, you have to hide at the right moments. And uh, sometimes you have to uh, use your powers to maybe ring a bell that opens a door. Uh, so I, I can see where puzzle would fit. Okay. And then the other question, it's a $40 game. Yay or nay? Too much? Wait for a sale? <sighs> For me, I, I would probably, f I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd feel bad for, you know, paying that much because TA says I've played for 23 hours already. Uh, wow. I don't, that probably includes some idling, but that was me playing through blind, uh, you know, enjoying myself. But uh, in order to get all the achievements, I'm going to have to put in a lot more time. So you're definitely going to get time in that way if you're going for the, you know, the completion. But it will be a tough completion, I think. Um, I would be a little hesitant because if you recall, 
this game launched on PlayStation right into PS Plus. Um, not saying that it's coming to Game Pass or Games with Gold, but the precedence hmm. is there because That's it interesting. was you know free over there. Uh, so if you're not in a hurry, yeah, definitely wait for a sale. Uh, I think you'll find it you know pretty soon. But if you are a super fan of Oddworld, I, it's definitely worth a buy. All right, cool. What's the other game you got? All right, so this one I could not let go. Um, I, I had to put it in this week because it's all I did Sunday, basically, when I had a free moment. And normally I would I would just say, you know, that's fine. I, you know, I, I don't need to talk about it, but I have to tell Nate about this game. Uh, it's called The Forgotten City. And I know we've heard it before, uh, you know, maybe in passing. People said it's a good game. And yeah, it's a good game. Uh, it's in Game Pass too, so you could play it uh, on. W- it looks like it's on PC and Xbox. I'm playing on console. Uh, it says it's an eight to ten hour game. I have already have ten hours in. Uh, I'm not finished with it yet. Uh, I am playing completely blind. It is a game that will benefit if you just sink yourself into it and don't follow guides, uh, because it is a game about talking to people, doing quests. And, and understanding uh, timelines. It's a looping game, which we don't get a lot of that I, that I see. If, if there's more like this, I want to know about it. Um, so if you're kind of itching to play Deathloop, look into the Forgotten City hmm. as a possible option. And I mentioned Nate because it has so much to do with uh, the mythos of, you know, thousands of years ago. Uh, they're always referencing the gods. They play a, a major role in this. So I think that's right up his alley. Um, I kind of started it because I was just looking for something different. It was there in Game Pass and I've heard, you know, good things. And I did not think that it was going to suck me in as, as much as it did. Uh, you start out and you just uh, talking to people, uh, getting to know the land. And, uh, you know, if you something goes the whole part of the game. Uh, and this isn't really giving away anything is that uh, you're in this city. I'm not going to tell you how you get there or, or the lead up to that, but you're in this city and they have to follow by the golden rule. So if somebody sins in the game, then something bad happens. And basically they say that the many will suffer for the sins of one. And you, in order to advance, you have to run, and not die and basically reset the timeline reset the day or whatever interesting uh, and, and you keep you keep your items on there and obviously you keep your own knowledge in your head uh and like your your tasks will uh kind of update uh but every time you talk to people in the new loop it's like you're talking to them for the first time um and so it's it's really intriguing that part about it uh there are multiple endings, so I have two of the four endings. Um, it, it looks like I will have to play. I I could get to the ending pretty quickly now, so I, I don't have really an hour to to kind of give you. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be too long. But I'm actually not. Uh, I'm not dreading playing this game. This just to see the other endings because it's just that intriguing what i would suggest is maybe play it the way i did just play it blind is as much as you can uh but there are saves so you you could kind of craftily save uh do a hard save every now and then and 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 kind of keep a note of what you did uh and go back i didn't do that really 
but I was able to take my complete my first save, my first ending save, and kind of move around something in order to get another ending. So I didn't have to do everything all over. Uh, I think I'm at the point where I need to start over to get the the remaining stuff. And there are some missables that I know about now. So now I'll go back and make sure I do those. Um, but it's just a really good game that kind of, for me, it came out of nowhere. And for you, Kenny, you might uh, you might like to know, it was apparently a built on a Skyrim mod. I was just about to ask that because this looks like Skyrim. Like yeah. the, the clips I'm watching, they're all moving and talking identical to the animations of Skyrim. Yeah, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie, it's... On, at least on Xbox, uh, it's buggy. Uh, so I, I guess that falls in line with Skyrim. As much as I know about you know those Bethesda RPGs, they are buggy. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of flashing lights. And uh, one time I, I had to wait. You have to wait for people to do some of their tasks before they talk to you. Um, and these two two people got caught in a conversation. And they kept they kept on repeating themselves over and over. And like when they're done with their conversation, they're supposed to part ways. They would get like three feet extra and repeat the conversation and go and go and go. I eventually, uh, I think I just killed that day and, uh, you know, started it over. But uh, yeah, it, it was buggy, but it's a pretty, pretty cool game. So is the goal to have one perfect run, like one perfect day, or are you making progress, um, completing objectives, and then resetting the day and then that thing you did kind of stays. I think there is a way to beat it in one loop. There's an achievement for reaching the best ending in the smallest number of loops. Um, so it's kind of vague and, and how many that is. Obviously that makes it sound like you do more than one. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think I beat the first, my first go naturally in four loops did you play 12 minutes yet no not yet because i think you would really like that based off of what you like about this one so uh so we'll do a we'll do a, a swap there we go yeah i <laughs> like i said i haven't got a chance to come back to this game um but i, I pretty much played it. it it says 10 hours and i that almost entirely came from at least eight of, eight of or nine of those hours came from one day it could uh, also be on and off playing. It could also be the people that are talking about that are people that played the mod. They already know what to do, you know, so their play is faster. And, yeah, and, and there are guides out there. There's there's a Steam guide for your most efficient way, and people tell you when to save in order to get all the endings and, and stuff like that. So yeah. I think I think you are robbing yourself if you do that because the game is pretty cool. Uh, otherwise, so is this what now, uh, Corey <laughs> is telling you to play the game and not look at a guide? That says a lot. <laughs> yeah, this is really interesting to me. I, I knew that it was based off of a Skyrim mod, and then I was just like, oh, well, I'll get to it eventually. But uh, you kind of piqued my interest, and I'm going to look at this. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely should. I, that's the first thing I did when uh, like when, I, when something like struck me, and I'm like, oh, Kush would like this. As soon as they started talking about like, you know, different gods and stuff. I was like, okay, here we go. Phoenix rising all over again. I looked to see if you'd played this and you hadn't. And, uh, yeah, I, I think you would, I think you'd dig it. And Kenny, I think you'd probably dig it too, just for the, the looping mechanics, the looping mechanics. I'm not as big a fan of it as Nate is, but I love anything with like the gods and stuff like that. 
I love Greek mythology. So everything that you've said interests me. Like this is definitely something I'm gonna down. I'm going to download. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's on Game Pass, and I hadn't really heard much talk about it other than you know it's good, and that may have just been vulgar saying that. How long is the game? Um, like just to, to complete it or just to get through a run? Uh, both. Well, TA, like if you're trying to be efficient, it says eight to 10 hours. And that's probably true if you're following guides. If you're just going to play the game, um, I think I came to the first ending in six, six to seven hours. Ooh, okay. That's much longer than I was expecting. But I, I was also trying to, like, I probably could have ended it a little early, but I, I was trying to make sure I talked to everybody and do everything. Well, I was just wondering if this was kind of like um, like a roguelike, like a Hades or something like that, where it's just like, all right, I got an hour. I'll do I'll do a run kind of a mentality. Uh, I mean, but you it doesn't could, sound like it. You could do that, necess- but I, I would not put a lot of time between your playthroughs. If you're playing it like every day and like you only get an hour you know that's fine that's that's how you have to play games but i would not like play it and then put it down and come back even a week later like for me i was sucked in i couldn't stop playing it i had to know what the next story beat was okay yeah so i I couldn't let it go without talking about that one it's it was just too good so is this what a good looking western rpg is supposed to look like no i'm not saying it looks good or it plays super well but it is it's it's, it's, uh, it's fun. Hmm. It doesn't look awful. Looks like, but it doesn't look. It looks great. like a lot of dialogue. I mean, it looks very dialogue. There, there is a lot of dialogue, and uh, it's all voice acted. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's made by a small team. Um, they're up for like some game reward stuff. Like they have it on their main menu, so you'll probably hear about it there, uh, which just tells you that it's probably a decent game. Um. But uh, but yeah, and, right. and you can you can skip the dialogue too. But I always I I read it faster than they could say it to me, so that's when I skipped it. Or if I've already heard it before. All Just right, to throw that out there. Sounds cool. Sounds like a game's worth checking out. Um. All right, let's get into some sales. Wait 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 wait. What are we? What you know I, I have to cut you off before you go into sales. Well, yes, yes, I do. I just wanted to. I was expecting. I just this. wanted to quickly talk about the uh, Forza Horizon Four Eliminator boosting we've been doing as a community. It has been pretty amazing. I've done it two or three times now, and there's been like ten, twelve people in the party at once. It's been crazy. So we we were pretty easily able to find each other in these games just from counting down. And the uh, main achievement we were going for was to get first place in Eliminator without uh, picking up a car drop. Mm-hmm. And according to my friends list, we got it for a lot of people. Uh, Heizo, Hawkeye Barry, Matism, Kushmos, Fug, uh, Retro Chief, uh, Mental, Saucy, and 
myself and Michelle and Death Dealers. And there were a couple people, Nightwolf and Volger, who had already had it, and they helped out as well. So thank you to them. Uh, so basically, we we did all crazy stuff. We had like a buddy system where we traveled with someone else. So just in case a random came, we would challenge our buddy. That way, they can get a win. And just Smart. just tried to just tried to be there at the end and, and sabotage other cars when they're trying to race to the finish and. No, it worked out really well. Special. So was this Forza 4 right. or yeah, 5? Okay. The thinking was that now that 5 is out, 4 will be less populated. That's why I was asking that. Which, of course, you know, remember how I said 4 and 5 are the same game? I was wrong because uh, the online actually works in 4. <laughs> so. Damn. damn. Yeah, so. I still see a lot of people complaining about five, how you can't really, there's not a lot of people showing up in your instance and can't get stuff done. Yeah. I just wanted to quickly shout that out. Um, of course there was one, one, uh, story. It's always a story when we were going for Michelle's win. Um, you know, I was in the finals as well and I was behind and I was in second place and I decided to drive into the water, and then I drowned. And then when I respawned, it said, you win. So I messed up Michelle's win. And you could just hear the whole party go silent. <laughs> and they were like, she's going to kill you. <laughs> but, uh, ah, yeah. Boosting fell. Boosting. It wasn't <laughs> just that you messed up her win, though. It was that you messed up her win after you got your yes, win. Yes, I had already had my win, yes. Yeah. Sounds about right. That was the key. I need to show you guys this video to prove that I didn't do it on purpose or that it wasn't my fault. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter if you show us a video. We're not going to believe you. <laughs> yes, I probably should have just sat still. But Some some more boosting lore real quick. Uh, when Fug was going for his oh, win, yes, his story. controller batteries died. <laughs> yes. Like inches, like seconds before he crossed the line, his controller <laughs> batteries died <laughs> and he lost. And That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> I was not there for that one. Does the car not keep going? No, no, because you know, when your controller disconnects, the game stops. Like it pauses. Like right, I guess. Even in the online portion. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't there for it, but I. I he didn't get the win. That's <laughs> hilarious. And lots of people knew about it, so everyone in the boost apparently Fug was not happy with himself, and uh, he had some mean words for himself. So, good times. Oh. Get in the boost. Yeah, I wasn't in, in that one, but uh, Fug messaged me telling me what happened. He said he was so pissed at himself <laughs> and that he was grumpy and took it out on some other people in the party. <laughs> I wish I was there for that. And, of course, the next session that you know, Saucy mentioned it about 52 times <laughs> to get under his skin. <laughs> oh, Saucy. Uh, yeah, boosting's uh, fun. <laughs> Unless it's uh, Cuisine right. Royale. Don't do that. That sucked. All right. Now let's get oh, into some things. The other thing I want to say is we did or not. We did our, our first session during um, Corey watching The Princess Bride. So we didn't get to see that, unfortunately. So I was I actually had the, the movie up on my phone <laughs> while <laughs> and watching Corey, the movie, and the boost at the same time. So It's okay. My dad was oh. there. 
Yeah, you're not the only one that needs multiple screens going at a time, uh, Corey. I think we all do that these we days. All have, we all have uh, problems. We all have issues. Come on, we're waiting for you to talk about sales already, Kenny. Bruh. <laughs> oh, God, not you with that. My son does that shit. Please stop it. He's trying, oh, he's trying to be young. Bruh. What's wrong with bruh? Come on, bruh. Oh, Get with the program, bruh. I quit. Is that all it took? <laughs> We're about to s- switch you out for Brooke. Oh. She, uh, you can't. She's sleeping. All right. Corey, what game do you want to talk about? Or you want to recommend that one? I'm going to recommend a game that uh, apparently has not been on sale for a year, and people are afraid it's going to leave uh, be, as in be delisted soon for some reason that I don't understand. But The Mummy Demastered is a really, really good Metroidvania. It's half off. It's $10. It's been out for four plus years. And people are thinking, how's the time to buy it because it's going to go away next year? Again, I don't know why, but hey, it's a good game. Seems kind of like a random D-list if that would happen. I mean, it's a licensed thing, so it wouldn't shock me. But I mean, I don't see what other indications... uh, are there. All right. Well, Mystic yeah, Bell is PSA, another if nothing else. That's us. Do what? Mystic Bell. Mystic with a K for some reason. That's cool. That's a way forward Vayner, 749 down from 15. Uh, word on the street is that it's not bad, not good. It's just kind of there. So I can't wait to get it. Yeah. It's, I don't, it's not great. I don't remember calling on L, but all right, good to know. Glad you asked. When's it going to be Nate's turn? <laughs> all right, I guess that's all the things that L has, at least for now. Uh, Nate, what tabs do you have? What open? about me? Thanks for actually asking. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about two games that I have actually sort of played. Uh, Astro Aqua Kitty, $9 down from 15 What a name. Shmup, what a name you say. What a name you say. Let me just tell you, this is a sequel to the much more interestingly named Aqua Kitty UDX Xbox One Ultra Edition. Now that is a name. That That is definitely a name. And that is a fun game. That is a fun <clears throat> shmup uh, where the screen wraps around. Uh, old style shmup where you can you know go to the left of your screen and all of a sudden you're on the right side of your screen a la Pac-Man and other old games that olds might remember uh well astro aqua kitty i'm sure does the exact same thing i'm gonna buy this sight unseen based off of the first game and if you like shmups maybe you should too and the last game i'm gonna recommend is down in bermuda this is two dollars down from 20 it is a puzzle game and it's the same developer as agent a puzzle in disguise and that developer is Yak and Co. Yak and Company. Uh, I really liked Puzzle in Disguise. I played a little bit of Down in Bermuda today, just so I could confirm, because I know I've recommended this a couple times before. It plays a lot like a mystery box. So if you know what a mystery box is, it's a complicated box that you're given, and on the surface of the puzzle, or on the surface of that box, are multiple puzzles that are related. So you have to turn this dial, which moves this lever, which when you turn the face of the box now 
makes other things accessible and you can change those. Uh, and that's how the first level has played so far. Uh, you're, you're basically just doing all these little puzzles, moving things around to uh, meet the goal of opening this thing or having this action happen. You get a star, you get enough stars, I think you move on. Um, so from what I've seen, it looks great. Like I said, or maybe I didn't say it's $2 down from 20 as a fantastic price. Uh, check it out and uh, get in on that sale if you think it looks good. $2. Right, cool. Very cheap. Down from 20 So. But if you don't want to buy anything, you can get some stuff of game of Games of Gold. By the time you're hearing this, The Escapist 2 will be available for download, along with Orcs Must Die. Both of them free to download if you have gold. And then in Game Pass news, on December 14th, launching into Game Pass, is Aliens Fireteam Elite. Um, I know nothing about the Aliens games. Or a franchise, but you get for more. Aliens Fireteam is another AF. I got nothing. What is it like a multiplayer game? Yes. What Sweet. he said. Hence, hence the Fireteam. Sweet, and the Elite is uh, makes it sound cool. It's yeah. Like... It also has seasons and things like that. So um, it's uh, it's it's got a, a year's worth of content on this roadmap. So. It's, it's it's probably going to be one that uh, it's going to be a long haul type game. Yeah, it says cooperative Ass. third person survival shooter. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to drop this today um, and not tomorrow when uh, we're going to get the rest of the Game Pass news. So just pretend that we're really excited for the new Game Pass games that we don't know about yet. Are you saying we're going to get podcasts uh, again? 100%. Yes. Uh, since today is November 30th, absolutely. Let's see. It's almost 12 o'clock, so within like 10 hours, the Game Pass news will, will come out. So, which means we have to record until then. This is going to be a very long show. Well, I mean, we're, we're on target. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, let's get to coming real soon. Nate, you got the first game. Okay. Really fast. I want to talk about... What is coming out on Tuesday, December 7th, and that is White Shadows. Holy crap. Nobody picked this. I got the pick of the litter. This is the best game. It's so much better. I'm not even going to mention. I'm not even going to mention Witchwood. I'm not even going to mention some other games like Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space Remastered or Monopoly Madness because this game is the best. This game is White Shadows. And it is by Thunderful. And if you recall, and you were in the Discord, and you don't have me blocked, <laughs> I was talking about how awesome the Thunderful uh, showcase was. And they had a bunch of cool games that they were showing off. And one of them was White Shadows. White Shadows is a cinematic puzzle platformer where you play as a little raven girl trying to escape a brutal dystopia founded on oppression and violence that pulls her to the bottom of his hierarchical social ladder. So what kind of uplifting gameplay must this be? Well, it's an atmospheric platformer. It looks a lot like a Limbo-like. I happen to love those types of games. So check this out. Also, plugging that Thunderful thing. Go back, search for Thunderful, watch that Thunderful showcase. They've got some cool stuff coming up. And this game looks amazing. 
All right. Uh, let's see. Going Limbo. in order. L, you have the next one. Tell us about Monopoly Madness. I wish I could, Kenny. I wish <laughs> I could. Uh, well, on Wednesday, December 8th, don't play Halo Infinite Campaign when you could play Monopoly Madness. I've always been fond of Monopoly, which is... Yep, same. Which is um, one of the few times where I prefer playing the video game than the real one, because the real game never ends, and you just wind up putting it away. But No. But when I... Um, I have fond memories of playing the NES version of Monopoly with my sister, and we would play with the AI and trick them. and Good times, good times. But uh, I watched the trailer from Monopoly Madness, and I learned uh, basically nothing, um, which makes me really in- <laughs> excited. When you get no gameplay in the trailer, I always think it's going to be a hot mess. Uh, it looked very kiddie. But uh, I assume it's a... It looks crazy. Yeah. And being Monopoly, I'm, in, I'm into it. I hope... It makes its way to Game Pass, but Monopoly games usually find themselves in the in the bargain bin. It's an Ubisoft yeah, game, it'll be so $4. it won't be on Game Pass. It will be on sale multiple the times. Day it comes the out. Day it comes out. He's not wrong. Yeah. So right. I'll tell you a little bit about it. There's 20 characters you can pick from. There's four environments with levels and layouts you can pick from. Uh, it actually goes up to six players online oh. and local co-op uh you that get powers chaotic. from community chests and like in the video they show everybody running to like a, a, a different properties so it almost seemed like somewhat battle royale-ish you know first one to get there wins type deal i don't know it actually looked kind of fun it looks fun don't really like, know too much about it but it does look fun. Me- i'm in for 10 I'm in for 10, and I will play online with anybody. You're telling play. me this doesn't look like a Power Rangers, dude? That's a Power Rangers. Uh, I don't see it. I sent, I sent no, you a picture. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's a jackhammer. Send you a picture. Whoa. Yeah, it's a jackhammer. What? Definitely a jackhammer. Oh, right. You're right. That is a jackhammer. <laughs> yeah, you jackwad. Jackwad. All right, so the next game coming real soon, Friday, December 10th is a game called Mr. Prepper. <sighs> if you watch a video on this, it just screams Fallout Shelter. It is very much the the meme of, hey, bro, can I copy your, your homework? Sure, just change a little so you don't know you're copied. It looks identical to it. There's even an explosion, you know, a nuke goes off, and if I assume, by the way, that the video's going... If you prepared enough, you'll be safe. If you enjoyed Fallout Shelter, this looks like something that will be up your alley. I know I love Fallout Shelter. I would very so this up my alley. It looks cool. It looks like something I would enjoy. To be fair, it has overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. Yes, when I say it's copied Fallout Shelter. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Like, it actually does look like they tried to put some effort into it. Honestly, it looks, graphically, it looks better than Fallout Shelter. But that's also a matter of opinion. And then for the last game for coming real soon, Corey, what game are you talking about? 
I'm talking about Trash Quest. It's a Metroidvania game where you play as a raccoon, so how could I not talk about it? Clearly, um, it, this is a Cory Dean. It is uh, very not colorful, as in there's probably three colors in the whole game. Uh, very purpley. And it is a compact Metroidvania, and it has zero checkpoints. Um, so you are mm. navigating and platforming and running and gunning, and if you die, you spawn back. I guess it's in the middle. I'm not exactly sure. Um, it's in a trash can is where you spawn, of course. And sure. uh, you go back and try to do it around. The thing is, the progress in this game, uh, it's saved automatically, and it's tightly packed as far as like the map goes. Uh, and each time you die, you be, you're be you sent back with uh, your power-ups and your abilities uh, and the shortcuts that you've unlocked Um before you died so it's almost like roguish but they call it a metroidvania all right it looks hard it looks like it's what be she fun. said i like it it doesn't look like you know a, a rattle it looks better than raven sword <laughs> wow that's not saying a whole lot just Black saying Taylor. yeah all right, let's get into some contests. Corey, go ahead and shout out the losers for this week. All right, wah, wah. G-Task losers for this period, which is period two, I think. Uh, Freemhole has been eliminated from the individual side, along with McThumbs, Shadowless Edge, Dunkos, Magical Mars, and Akaraba 2. On the team side, we had two eliminations, Fuoth, and Mr. True Achievement himself. You can just tell that there's no badge this year. <laughs> because everyone is already losing. We never have this many losers this quickly. Maybe a team here and there, but not this many individuals. I mean, what's the point? Like, in, You very have a very small chance of winning. That's what I mean. You can very much tell it. And Al, what what are bonuses for this week? In bonuses, um, the solo one is called "Don't Stop the Pop." Worth five hundred TA, and the period having unlocked at least one hundred achievements. I believe if you have games like Ord or Turn On not played, those are good candidates. Or I guess if you have multiple. Easy games laying around. Master Chief Collection. Yeah, that, that that's exactly the easy game I had in mind. And uh, team bonus is the power of three. End the period with each member having unlocked an achievement with either the word three or the number three in it. That one to me sounds pretty easy. And uh, my team... Yeah, that can't be that difficult. My team actually has one in mind, which is a... Achievement all three of us can earn at the same time. Even better. I'll see what it is. Why not? It's in Gears 5. I think it's just for playing a chapter together in co-op. None of us have done that. Huh. Yeah, that should be. I was just about to say, you haven't no, played Gears 5. I haven't yet. So many things to play. So many things to play. 
well, maybe you need a contest to tell you what to play. Never. At least for the next 12 days. On the 12th day of Christmas. Oh, I can't sing the whole song yet. This thing's just getting started. Technically, it hasn't started yet. It has. Not as of recording, but when you hear this, it'll be underway. 12 Days of, achieve, uh, oh, 12 days of Achievements. 12 Days of Christmas, of course, is... Close um, enough. Uh, every day, starting on December 1st, you will get a new challenge. Uh, so, for example, on day one, you will get... Um, you have to unlock one achievement of a specific type. I don't know. For example, earning one achievement from a game optimized for the Series X or S. And that is December 1st. Specific. Uh, December 2nd achievements. Uh, second day you earn two achievements. It's called two grinding gears. And that's for two achievements flagged as stackable. And if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, you will get some bonus information about tomorrow's which is called Three Nice Pops. And that's three achievements over a 3.0 ratio, which, oh, which I imagine will be the first one people complain wow. about. 100%. When in reality, there's so many easy Game Pass stuff that's inflated and for it so you can get a three ratio achievement in your sleep. Once again, Master Chief Collection. Master I'm Chief sure Collection has a ton of those. Hop, hop into Forge. Or whatever, and get something. Yeah, that's not that. I'll bad. be singing the whole song next week. I'm sure you all can't wait. Did you say hop into Forge that doesn't come out for like another nine months? That's Halo Infinite. Uh, not <laughs> that's Halo Infinite. Oh, <laughs> yes, you could hop. I, I have Halo Infinite on the brain. Weird. Yeah, since when are you all into Halo? Because right. they got dailies. I need to play that game. No, no, I haven't played it yet, but I had to add it to my RTDL, speaking of contest, in order to get a, a draw. All right. And what about the Gamertag Challenge? Yeah, Gamertag Challenge is still going on uh, for the next uh, nine minutes. Um, <laughs> I'm recording for the next nine minutes. Our Gamertag Challenge is uh, Mental Night 5 with his Wild Guard game. Any new achievement or previous completion by developer Fulbright, that would have been Gone Home Console Edition or Tacoma. And the bonus was Baby Gamer Achievements in Games Geared Towards Elementary School Age. It's worth one bonus draw per achievement, limit one per game. Go check out the Gamertag Challenge channel if you have any questions about that. You're going to want to get those entries in as soon as possible, but no later than the 6th, because on the 7th, We'll be recording live, and we'll announce the winners, and I need time to do math. Speaking of math, next month is December, and our gamer tag is hmm? Matism. Kind of like math. Uh, his wild card sure. game. His wild card game. Because this man loves his game pass. Any new achievement or previous completion in Evil Genius 2, which is new to game pass. Uh, and the bonus is Gone Pass Baby Gone Pass. Achievement in Game Pass games leaving in December. So we don't know what those are yet. Oh, man. But there will be two sets. There will be two sets leaving in December. And that's a, you that's can get a cool one. one. You can get one bonus draw per achievement, no limits per game. So if you're doing the game from Ooh. scratch, you got 
Buku bonus points. So go crazy. I uh, see what you did there now. I noticed in the in the Discord channel today uh, you put something like tis the season with two T's. I have no idea what you're talking and, about. Uh, I, was to figure, I was trying to figure out who it was, but I couldn't figure it out. It's, it's we so do long. not oh, give no, no hints. hints. Shoot. We There's never give hints. If you There's looked, he put a list of all previous uh, gamer tags, and we could clearly see the next one was 100% not matism. 100% not matism. <laughs> Until it was. All right, well, I think I'm going to win this month. You will <sighs> never win. Oh. You get nothing. Oh, come on. <laughs> you lose. Now, have you seen that movie, Corey? I've seen uh, the inferior Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Yes, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was Gene Wilder say, is bruh. much better. All right, Brad Camp time. Take it away, Corey. All right, four completions. We have a lot of completion uh, milestones this week. Faustian Greed has passed 100 completed games. The Rock, not Dwayne Johnson, has passed 200 Darn. completed games. Mad Lefty, 2097, 250 completed games. Cabo, 73, 350 games. Cerebral Assassin, 420 games. Retro Chief has passed 500 completed games. Blue Thunder, 7398, 650 games. And Lucas, 1987, 2000. 400 completed games. Wow. In ratio, nothing. Go play hard games. In <laughs> streaks, Dinoman87 is new to the Discord, new to uh, the podcast, hopefully, but not new to streaks. He is currently, or she, is currently on a one-year achievement win streak. XNeo21X is currently on a 125-day, joined by Wild West 08 and Redemption Denied. Northern Last, currently at 450 days. EL Sock, with 500 days. Unky Tim Fu, with 1,850 days. And Plantain 42, with 3050. 3,050 days of achievements in a streak. Go, Kenny. It's I hope Dino Man is a he. But you never know these days. I'll. Along with that ridiculous amount of completed games, Lucas1987 has also reached 2.25 million gamer score. And that's the only gamer, gamer score milestone we're going to talk about this week. In leaderboards. You did be proud last week, Corey, by the way. Have some new names on here. We have uh, EMZ. Fergie, M's Fergie, she hangs out in the uh, Beers and Boosting channel sometimes, and she eats lizards and other random uh, pets. She's now in the top 50,000 of the TA leaderboard. Fluttery Chicken's now in the top 10,000 of the Europe TA difference leaderboard for stealth. Well, you weren't that stealth because I found your accomplishment. Hatton 90 is now in the top mm. 10,000 of the Gamer Score leaderboard. Oh boy, Bad. someone's messing with my commas. Dave Bottom is now in the top 500 of the TA leaderboard. And Dave's Bottom? Yes. You know I love doing that. That's his name. And Arutarek, 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 Arutarek is now in the top 100 of the Europe Completed Games leaderboard for 
role-playing games. In Bragg's chip up 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 Black Friday chip, otherwise known as Scalper chip, has completed Crash Bandicoot number one from the Insane Trilogy, which by all accounts is ridiculous, the time trials. That, that is a very good achievement. I'm just ready for him to complete this game so we can brag about the most brags about one game. <laughs> I heard one was the hardest. I mean, I know they're hard. But they're all hard. Still. And Eliphalet got his first ever foof. Uh, for anyone who's new and doesn't know what that is, that is 100,000 gamer score in a single year, which used to be quite the feat. But it's pretty good considering Eliphalet's not someone I think plays a lot of baby games, so that's pretty good. Not to be outdone. Alex R. Davies also hit his foof. Uh, the only difference is his ratio was like 2.3 or something. So, yeah. He mm-hmm. plays a lot of hard veiners. Nice. So, congratulations to all you braggarts. I want to see some more, more brags in the brag camp room. Tag, tag me. I love to be tagged, unlike everyone else who doesn't like to be tagged. Tag me all day long. You heard it there. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and reply, probably. I want I want everybody that's listening to this to tag L at least ten times a day from here on out. Son of No, just DM him. I don't want to see that in my Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so outro time. We have a couple of upcoming events. Uh, next Tuesday. December the 7th, we will be recording the podcast live, level 176, and we'll be doing some game, uh, some sort of a game beforehand. Uh, we're thinking maybe the Halo multiplayer or Among Us. Who knows? We still have yet to decide. If you have a suggestion, please let us know. Something that would be good to stream. And then next Thursday is the Game Awards. You can you can follow us on the Twitch twitch.tv slash age one hundred one. Uh, Corey and I will be streaming that, so we can see all the awards that Forza isn't going to get. And then Corey, you got some game of the year stuff. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like every podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about game of the year uh, in some form or shape capacity. So uh, I want your ideas on some things that uh, you think we should talk about. And I also want to remind you to go ahead and start thinking about your game of the years because I'm sure we will ask you about that uh, in the coming weeks. I actually did a little analysis on my games. Um, I've apparently played 176 games that have come out this year. Uh, Wow. TA, go to your game collection. What? Sort by uh, release date. And uh, yeah, I have 176 of them. Uh, yeah, sure. A lot of them came from, well, I'm like kind of looking, a lot of them are, uh, actually I just play a lot of crap. So that's, that's all yes. it is. It's a hundred percent. That's it. Um, and it's not even a lot of like, you know, rattle and stuff. I stopped playing those, uh, unless they were for contests. So some of those did make the list, but, uh, most of them are just random games. Um, I have sorted them. Like I, st- I, st- I rated them 
as a first pass and I'm going to go through the like the top, you know, several and, and see what I get from there. But I think I already know my game of the year. Uh, I have four games that I have rated a five. I have 10 games that I rated a four, uh, including Forgotten City that I talked about earlier. Um, one mm. of those games is on there twice, Koosh. Just saying. Well, I know what that is. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, I, I do. I, I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty excited to talk about game of the year because uh, I think we do it. I think we do it good. You know, not just Halo or Forza is going to win, you know, because we actually play games with substance. Yeah. We're not so, just talking about the heavy hitters. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check check your list out and, and see what you got. And uh, I'm excited to talk about some game of the year stuff here soon. Yep. Send your suggestions in. All right. And then if you want to get into contact with us, two ways to do it. Either join the Discord, which is absolutely the recommended way, discord.io slash age101. Or you can send us some Twitter tweets on our Twitter at Achievements101. Also, follow us on YouTube, Achievement Hunting 101. We have all the po- the podcasts are there. Our streams are there. whole bunch of videos, archives, like uh, game clubs that we've done. Lots of good content. And then last but not least, if you are able to, we would appreciate your monies with our Patreon, patreon.com slash achievementhunting101. We greatly appreciate our, greatly appreciate our patrons. Their feedback is what we help shape the show, so also helps keep all these contests and stuff going. But with that, class is dismissed. See you all next week. Oh, bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Prepare to die. Hello, I'm Waka Pale, and I haven't played a soccer game in years, but the train wreck that is Konami's eFootball 2022 has two things going for it. Easy achievements, technically completable in half an hour, and it is free. Those are the nicest things I have to say about eFootball 2022. One day after release, it was the worst rated game on Steam ever, and users managed to brand it as psychological horror. A tag now removed, but considering the Lovecraftian screenshots and clips users posted from the game, it might not have been intentional, but it wasn't wrong. Nightmarish graphics aside, the gameplay is even more disappointing. You only get to choose between a handful of teams in the free edition, but all of the players in the world's top tier teams appear to play under the influence. It doesn't feel like you're controlling the game, more like suggesting what to do to a bunch of hyperactive kids chasing the ball. This is especially true if you are just going through the achievements while using a second controller, as the team you are not controlling at the moment will be struggling to stay still, making it rather difficult to line up shots. Should you manage everything flawlessly, you will be done in two matches, which would take you roughly 15 minutes, with 17 achievements worth 1000 gamer score and almost 1700 TA. It took me 90 minutes, as I struggled greatly using two controllers to get the achievements as fast as I could. Elroy OMJ also had the pleasure of completing the eFootball 2022, and when asked for a quote, he replied, the rare instance where you paid too much for a free game. Go play something else.
coming from Elroy, that means something. Have a nice day, everyone.